Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 73. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking, I know. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leader's podcast. Each week, I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about three takeaways for your leadership journey. If you'd like to check out other free resources like this one, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. If you'd like to subscribe for free weekly updates, I'll send you an ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. Or you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders at my website or at amazon.com. Recently, I was speaking to school leaders at Okaloosa County School's Summer Leadership Academy in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And when we made the decision to go to Florida, we decided to combine our travels with an opportunity for my family to stay at the beach. So my wife and I loaded up all four of our kids in a Dodge Caravan and we hit the road. We had lots of fun putting our toes in the sand and playing in the waves or just being together. But it takes 13 hours to reach Fort Walton Beach from our town in Oklahoma. So we had lots of time for thought, reflection, music, podcasts, and we had a lot of time to talk as a family. My children have always known their dad as either a teacher or a school administrator. For my two youngest, they've only known me as a, as a principal. And this past week, after I made the announcement that I will be the new executive director for OASSP and OMLEA, the secondary and middle-level school principal associations for our state, there were lots of conversations about how the new job might affect our lives and our schedules And as excited as I am at the ability to connect with principals across my state in support and professional development and advocacy, I'm also a little nervous as I think about moving away from the familiar. Leaving my school after 10 years is bittersweet. My second daughter, Maddie, will still be a junior there. And after a decade of serving as both an assistant principal and principal, I've developed lots of meaningful relationships. On the flip side, I'm really glad to have been a part of a school that I still love. You know, sometimes I see leaders stay in positions longer than they should, and whether it's because they lose the fire or passion for their work, or they're simply wearied from the journey, I know that just like them, we can all run the risk of losing sight of the purpose in our work that keeps us positively motivated. And this morning, as I was enjoying a run near the trails of Skytook, I was thinking back to the last 24 years when I have served schools. It's crazy to think that half my career was in the classroom and half working as a school administrator. And I tried to think back about the number of times that I have managed discipline scenarios with students or the number of teacher observations and evaluations or meetings or interventions or parent conferences, the number of evening games and events and concerts and activities and homecomings and dances that I've supervised, or the countless state reports and federal surveys or accreditation documents or budget requests or paperwork for personnel issues. You know, just for fun, I did some quick math. On a slow day during my years as an assistant principal, for instance, I might have managed 15 to 20 discipline scenarios during a day. Sometimes it was worse, sometimes better. So over 10 school years, 
that would be somewhere between 27,000 to 30,000 student discipline assignments. <laughs> and student discipline is not the only thing that I managed. All of the work that we do as school principals requires lots of conversations, phone calls, negotiations, follow-up conversations. Our duties as school leaders keeps our plates full. And just like me, I'm sure others have told you, I could never do your job. And whether or not that's true, I like to remember that just like exercising for the first time might cause you temporary pain, doing any new work can be hard at first until you train your mental and emotional muscles for the lifting and stretching. And I have found that over time, you find that the day-to-day -day interactions become easier to manage as you learn and grow and stretch. At the same time, no matter how much experience that you have, you never stop being challenged or needing to grow. So this week, I want to talk about three takeaways from my own journey in school leadership. And as I look towards my new responsibilities, I want to think back to some lessons and takeaways that I've learned in the 24 years that I've spent in schools. So here are three. Number one, never stop looking for ways to keep growing. All of us need coaching. Even the most elite athletes in the world are constantly seeking input from their coaches and mentors. So why would we, as school leaders, expect to grow any differently? I have found over the years that as I've reached out to other leaders, as I've read great books, as I've searched for new ideas, as I've surrounded myself with strong mentors, I have found more and more places where I need to keep growing. At the same time, I've been pushed and motivated in my leadership. And as an educator, I know that you have the same commitment to being a lifelong learner. It is humbling to admit that we never figure it out. We never arrive in our work or in our lives. So we must remain teachable. When you do, new doors will open for you all the time for discovery and creativity and opportunity. So number one, never stop looking for ways to keep growing. Number two, never stop remembering the motivations and purpose of your work. Even as I face a new season and journey of responsibility in supporting principals and schools, I want to remember that my purpose for helping others is what must remain essential, and yours too. Helping students is going to be something that I do more indirectly than directly now. But keeping our purpose of improving schools is essential to the support that we provide in making our work meaningful every day. So when you step into your school each day, what is the driving motivation that keeps you fired up about serving? How are you keeping your main purpose in mind while you're leading others? So number two, never stop remembering the motivations and the purpose of your work. It adds meaning to your life and to the day-to-day tasks. Number three, never stop reflecting on ways you can invest in other areas of your life. You know, it seems sometimes counterintuitive to think that the things we do outside of work affect our work. But if you want to remain fresh and effective in the work that you're doing with schools, you must also remain fresh and effective in every area of your life. And that doesn't mean that our lives are perfect but it does mean that we're practicing good habits outside of work too. Whether that includes our health or nutrition, our rest, our family, or our spiritual growth, 
all of these priorities cannot be set aside because of the work that we do. Our commitment to all of these areas of our lives is intricately tied to how effectively and creatively that we will perform and be able to give to others in our work. And when I find I'm investing in these areas of my life, I find that my work is more creative and innovative than ever before. So why are our leadership challenges worth it? Well, when you think about those takeaways, I want to share with you some thoughts that came to me this past week. I had lots of emails and texts and messages through social media from teachers and students and parents and colleagues wishing me good luck in my new journey. And as I was reading through them, there was one Facebook message that came that I wanted to share with you from a former student. There were many. And for those of you who've reached out to me, thank you for the time that you took to say congratulations. And for those of you with whom I've worked or known for a long time, thank you for the for the time that you've invested in me and the relationship that we're going to continue to have even in this new role. But there was a young man who I had in my school about 10 years ago. And we had lots of discussions, lots of challenges, and lots of discipline during his four years of high school. So my heart was really warmed when he sent me this note uh, this following week. And I'm going to leave his name out, but here's how the note read. Mr. Parker, I saw you were moving on to bigger and better things, and it made me finally want to speak my mind about how you've changed my life. Out of all the teachers and principals and leaders I've had over the years, I've grown to see that you are the most influential. I was a troubled youth, to say the least, and you always seemed to show me attention and ask me questions about my life. Back then, being young and naive, I always took it as an annoyance. But as an adult and father, I've really grown to understand and appreciate the time you spent with me, even when arrogantly unwelcomed. Somehow, through some extraneous perseverance, you seemed to get me to talk about my family life and my problems at the time, and I never really realized how much of an impact that made until my adult life. You showed me that talking about your problems is the best way to start the process of solving them. I just wanted you to know that I think you're a great man, and out of the many lives I'm sure you've made a difference, mine does not go unappreciated. I want to say thank you for your patience with me as a youth, and thank you for being a great role model, even if the ones you've influenced the most don't understand it yet. They will. Thank you, sir, and I hope you find your great success in your new position and your family's future. Now, I don't read that as a way to for props or self-kudos. I wanted to read that because I want to remind you that in all the tasks that we do each day, when we keep our purpose in mind, then we are sometimes given those small glimpses of opportunity to see How are we touching the lives of those whom we're serving? So let's wrap this up. As my family and I headed home from our week at the beach, we brought home lots of memories of waves and sand. We also had some great family time with extended family who joined us there. And the road home was a long one. But the memories that we brought with us made it worth the drive. So whatever journey that you're facing next, I want you to take some lessons from the ones that I Remember, don't forget to always look for ways to grow. Keep your motivations in perspective. Take time to invest in all areas of your life. When you do, your work is more than just a job. It's a calling. Remember that as you serve others, you're making a difference in someone else's life. And that's why what you do matters. Now it's your turn. What are some takeaways from your own leadership journey that you can pass along to the rest of us on ways to keep growing? Think of one step that you can take today to invest time in your own growth so that you can keep benefiting others 
along the way. I hope that's been helpful. And if it has, please share out this podcast with other leaders. If you'd like to check out other free resources like this one, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. Also, my new book, Messaging Matters, How to Inspire Students, Motivate Teachers, and Reach Communities, comes out in August. You can check it out at solutiontree.com slash messaging. Until next week, I hope that you continue to have a great summer if this is when you're listening to this podcast. And I hope that you remember that the work that you do is so important. What you do matters, and I'll talk to you soon.